You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we got chapter 15, episode, episode 9. Episode 9, Season 2. You know, we like to make things confusing <laughs> for everybody. Well, I'm going to start trying to sneak the chapters in there. Okay. You know, they've been doing a point to put that on the screen. I feel like we've been slacking and have not been doing our part to put that up. So That's fair. Um, well, I mean, I actually had to do a little bit of math before we uh, started this to make sure yeah, 15 no, was right. I was like, um, it was. Yeah. Before I felt like a <laughs> yeah. jackass. But let, let, let me drop the one finger, the pinky goes down. and Easy with your fingers. Okay. <laughs> um, so this one was what, Nightingale Sings No More? Sings No More. Okay. I've, the only time I've ever heard Nightingale is from Skyrim. So if you've got a better guess. Um... Maybe Tilda, but maybe Tilda could be it could be Baji. It could be it could be a couple different things. Um, I you know I really can't say definitively on anything. No, it's one can of those I. great mysteries. You know, <laughs> I'm starting to need to Google this. Like, anybody have a clue? Yeah, no. one of the great title mysteries of Into the Badlands. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So overall impression of the episode, I really enjoyed it. Highly entertaining. Some of the worst acting that made me laugh really hard. And uh, all in all, great episode. One of my favorite this season. One of my favorite. There was a little bit of acting like, really? Um, But, you know, I completely forgot about it because this was an episode that really kind of shook up the whole dynamic of where you thought this was going to go. We moved the chessboard around a lot. Man, yeah. I mean, like, people were dropping off and being put back on. Yeah. Uh, you thought there was alliances, and now there's not, and it's gone back to individuals. And I mean, my man Quinn has got some good luck because nobody seems to get organized against him good enough. You know? No, I mean, I'm not quite sure if anyone really wants to, and because it still means you have to fight Quinn, and fighting Quinn just has not worked out. Seems like it's a uh, bad bet. Yeah, and for being um, a rat in the hole, he has a lot of aces up his sleeve. He does. He does. He does have some advantages. There, there is no doubt. Um, let's just dive in the episode. We'll right. cover a few of those. Um, you know, it start it starts right off and gives waste no time no. to let you know who twenty years ago, twenty years ago, and to go ahead and solve the riddle of who Flea was. Which, uh, so how old is Widow? Are we supposed to imagine? Well, if in that image of what she looked like, I was guesstimating an eight year old child. Yeah, and so I was I'm guessing, guessing anywhere from like eight to thirteen. Yeah, I, well, he said she was tinier than normal yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm not going to say over ten. I'd be shocked if she's over ten. No, and I mean I agree with that. But like worst case scenario, let's say she's ten. Twenty years later means that the widow's thirty years old. True. Then which completely plausible. Yeah, I mean we've, we've yeah. seen. I mean, what Jade got married probably in Showtime at like eighteen or so. So yeah. So. But I mean, Baji was in love with her. So, are we supposed to change how we view love? Like, he loved her like a daughter? Because that became really creepy really fast. Well, here's the thing about that. All right, you know, she's in a chest. Cool special effects yes. to blow the lock off of it, blow the holes through the door and all that stuff like that. I thought that was pretty freaking cool. Well, and he finds the little she thing. He's like, huh, I wonder if that came with a... Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, there we go. Well, of course, a little butterfly logo on yeah. the on the you know the deal, and which immediately tells you, okay, we we figured it all out. Um, and he talks about the book of Azra, mm-hmm. and he talks about all that stuff, and so it definitely does a lot of connection points. Uh, kudos to the child actor who looks very similar to the. Widow. I mean, it looked like we took Emily Beecham's face and put it on a child actor. Right. Um, so I thought that was really really cool that they went went the extra mile on that. Um. You know, it just the whole thing looked good. I mean, even Nick Frost. I mean, he had the he had the look. You know, mm-hmm. twenty years younger, um, all that look. I think he had like a little bit fuller hair and everything. He did. They got a little bit of the, got a little of the gray, a little bit. Uh, I guess they couldn't do the special effects to make him look skinnier. No, you know what I mean? Because they make a point in the other episodes <laughs> to say like he's plumped up. Yeah, you know, he was just as healthy. Yes. as he is now. He still uh, hadn't missed a meal. And so, 
I, I was kind of surprised they didn't do a little bit that, that. It was a little disappointing, actually. That confused me a little bit because they had made it in, a big thing to be like, hey, you've gotten pretty fat and slow. Exactly. And, and then, so I think this would have been good money to make him look like, you know, put his yeah. head on another body or do something to make him. Just a little bit thinner. Yeah. You no. Know, like he's, he's, it shows that he's lost a little edge. Yes. You know? um, my main problem with the fight scene was he was like, huh. It took all three of us to take you down. That's not normal. And then at no point when he's fighting her, is he scared? No. And it's just a simple, I'm going to stick my arm between two swords and hit you with a thumb in the neck and yeah. you immediately decapacitate. Um, but it was a good I, fight even, scene. Even it, the little mini swords like she carries now. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, did they go too far with trying to make this like... We knew yeah. it was the damn widow before you pulled the swords out. But, you know, it, this was also one of the things where they were actually letting her do it. You know, they weren't beating us over the head with words. They were just showing us through all the props and stuff. So, yeah, I'm okay with it. But like you said, uh, a it, little too far. It was a touch much. But, you know, for that novice out there that just didn't put two or two together, I just <laughs> didn't see the swords being like, oh, look, it's her. You know, because of swords. You yeah, know I mean? but I mean, when they pulled, when she pulled him out, I was like, oh, you know, she is dual blade, so. Yeah, so we'll go that route. But like you said, I mean, he was completely like, eh, you yeah. know, and then just gives a little thumb to the neck, and she's down, and then gives her a couple little shots to the chest there, and, you know. And resurrects her, no problem. Exactly. And Let me ask you this. Do you think he's using some kind of magic when he's, like, when the abbots are turning off the power, or are they just hitting a pressure point? Like, do you think Sonny could do this? I don't think so. I think it's a, a learned art. Okay. That's what, is what I'm thinking. We've only seen Abbott do anything like that, so that's what I'm guessing. Um, I, I'm, I'm, my new curiosity is is that what caused her to lose her power? You know, as Minerva. Yes. Know? I mean, you did know, they take her from that bridge her? Yet, you know? uh, did she lose it like MK? There's some in, intriguing right. questions that can be asked. Um. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that unfolds. But you know, hey, it it's good. It makes sense. I was happy they didn't waste any time and they got right to it. And I will say, for Jake, since he's not here, rest in peace. His fantastic fan theory that Flea was MK's mother. We can put that one to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no. when you come here for solid A A one predictions. Yeah. You're coming to the wrong There's pot. a reason he didn't yeah. come tonight. You know, I understand <laughs> he, he had a work-related thing, but... Kind of like an ostrich. We were gonna, I think we knew we were going to barbecue him. Oh, yeah. You know, for his god-awful predictions. Playing a little ostrich, you know, head in yeah. the sand. So, it cuts away, and you immediately get to see the video current, you know, and she's talking to MK, and we get the whole, you know, do you ever figure out the book? You know, together we can get our powers back. And MK has got nothing to do with it. Yeah, he yeah. wants no part of having these powers back. And I don't blame him. Not one bit. Yeah, I mean, well, if it's not controllable, and you've seen that you'd be able to kill so many other people, and you believe you've killed your own mother. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm good. I, I'll just learn how to fight. and It'll be fine. Yeah, really. Let's keep training, Sonny. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep training. So... Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, unnecessary. And unless the widow has some way of saying that, yes, I know how to control it 100%. Well, the abbots know how to control it. You yeah. Know? And so she's looking at a book for Azra, but maybe she needs to be looking at something for the abbots to be able to control it. I think it's just training. Maybe so. And you I know. mean, because it's just interesting that her, Baji, and MK have all lost the power. Right. And then, like you said, there's no way for... MK to learn how to manage his power without doing all the training and stuff. So it's yeah, real no danger. Way, there's no way to test that he's been able to do it if he doesn't have the power. Yeah. So it's kind of a catch 22. All right. So Baji's out in the woods and his grand plan to get into the widow's lair is to beat himself up and run into a tree. Yeah. I, um, I don't understand. Why not just go in fully healthy? Why not just walk up to the gate and do your BS job? Yeah. To get in. I thought it was kind of like, I felt like it was put in to be humorous, not really to be effect for the show. Does that make sense? Like if so, I think it fell flat. Like, yeah, I mean, I wasn't laughing Nick- at him punching himself or running nah. head first into a tree. I mean, how can we get Nick Frost the opportunity to be funny in this? Yeah. You know, and it almost felt like it was improv. Maybe. Slightly. You know what I mean? But that's a lot of leeway with improv. It is. 
It but is. I mean, you give someone like Nick Frost that improv if they want it. Right, 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 right. right. Um, well, how do you feel about his grand scheme, especially like as it unraveled throughout the episode? Because that really made no sense to me. I'm going to be honest with you, you know, Baji, Nick Frost, like that. His character has turned into a turnoff for me. You know, like, I know what they're trying to do. Like, they're trying to make him untrustworthy and, like, he's got a hidden agenda and all that kind of stuff. But they're sprinkling him in instead of doing what they did before, which was when he was a character on the show. Mm -hmm. He was fun, entertaining. He was a part of it. His dialogue was strong. All that kind of stuff. Now that he's just like in this episode, he was sprinkle here, sprinkle there, and it was just like his little catchphrases. Yeah, and they're trying to tie him into too many storylines instead is, of just giving know. him his own storyline. Exactly. Well, he's been hooked to Sonny forever, and now that they're separated, it just doesn't have the same dynamic. And you know, I mean, like think about this whole episode. He's by himself, and then he saves Sonny, and Sonny's gone. Yeah. Then he goes to get MK, and he gives the same line that he gave to Minerva when she was little. And like that automatically sends sensors. You're like, whoa. Yeah, and, like, and so that's all you got. It just, it, I don't know. There was a lot about his episode that turned me off, which I think has turned a lot of people off for the character itself. Yes. Um, so, but, yeah, that, that whole situation is kind of eh. But then he runs up to the gate, and this was the terrible acting that I was talking about. It was. I mean, I think I can imagine it's probably pretty damn hard to make yourself act like you're being cheesy to get in, but it just didn't develop. No, well. and like this laugh just ha ha ha. Is anyone looking? Though are we laughing? We feel pain. Yeah, ha, ha, he's ha, like, ha. go ahead and do what you must, and then he looks down, and then he's you know, I don't know. Like I was crack cackling at it because it was so bad, not because it was funny. Yeah, I'm with you. And I kind of cringed. It just wasn't my cup of tea. No. You know, I mean, uh, if anything, you cut that five minutes out and just have him slip by a guard who's not looking. Exactly. I mean, like, the BS thing was almost a waste of five minutes, you know, or whatever minutes it was of an episode that was pretty freaking stellar. Or almost like we just change it and just have him scream Minerva or just be like, hey, I'm here to see the widow. Right. Like, I mean, we knew she was going to catch him anyway. Like we knew that they were going to meet this episode, so I didn't see the point of him trying to be all. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like when we get to the end, I have a real beef with the whole scenario. So, um, it cuts back to MK and Tilda, you know, and this is the moment you're thinking, well, maybe we're gonna get a little smoochy, smoochy. Instead, we get the breaks. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought we were about to be full steam at go. Uh, MK might have been leaning in and got denied. Yeah, you know? friend zone. Here you um, go. Good luck getting out, MK. Let, let us know if it's possible. Yeah, Odessa, the ultimate cock block, um, <laughs> arrives in the background, which, you know, you see her early. Yes. Um, and, you know, Tilda's like, yeah, well, I've met somebody, and we're happy. Well, she makes me happy. They're, they're going to make a point yeah. to saying that. And it just kind of is all kosher, you know, hey, whatever. And then we get this whole unraveling that Odessa was actually on the ship that and very like MK awkward, was very strong awkwardness between her and MK, yeah. which I thought she, I, I don't know if she did it well or not, but I, th- I was okay with it. Um, I'm gonna tell you what creeped me out was seeing MK like with the black eyes and you know like they do a quick quick mm-hmm. screenshot of what he was like on the boat. They put a little emphasis on like and like his creepy. veins around creepy the eyes and stuff. As hell, yes. Um, that was cool. Good job to the special effects people. They're really really cool, you know. And she, his you know, eyes were almost like green in yeah, the darkness. They were. It was that impressive. Was trippy. Yes, yeah. it really, really was. You know, um, the when she's talking to Odessa, you know, and they're having this conversation, she's like, you know, hey, she's he's dark. You can mm-hmm. Watch out, blah blah blah. You know, and you see, you know, to me, Tilda's like, well, yeah, he had, that was a power, but he's it's gone. And she's like, oh no, he, you know, he enjoyed what he was doing, and blah blah blah. So it kind of surprised me that she was so easily swayed that MK was a bad guy. That who was that Tilda? Kind of, oh, I don't think Tilda was swayed that MK was a bad guy. Well, you saw the scene later where he's waving her in the window, and she's like, "eh," and walks off. I think that had something else to do with it. Like, I, I don't think she thinks MK's a bad guy. Well, I think she's concerned. I mean, I think she's definitely concerned, but I mean, it's also like Odessa's putting her in a position to where you know, ultimatums. Yeah, you know. make a choice. So, I could see that. Well, well, did you find it interesting that? Odessa was alive on the ship. Yeah, considering he killed no everybody, enjoyed it, and I mean, this was a very prominent scene. You know, back in season one, the River King 
this was his ship. Right. This is what he was talking about. So the fact that he didn't find Odessa, the fact that MK didn't find Odessa. Yeah. Well, she's got a special sneaky power. It's funny you say that, and I'm going to throw a little fan uh, fan thing in. Oh, please do. Um, what's her name? Uh, Colin Foley, mm-hmm. okay, had an awesome theory. And think about this. The River King is somebody who is a prominent character. We've seen yes. a little bit. And we believe is going to become more of a prominent character in the future. I would say season three, he's going to be a very big player. Well, we could even have him as another appearance on this next episode. I, I Easily doable. She said, colon, sorry, uh, um, makes the assumption that what if Odessa is a spy for the River King? I like it. That's what I like. I, I really like that theory. I, I thought it was pretty damn strong. Something I didn't think about, but it makes sense. And it could uh, play a very pivotal role coming up. Yeah, I I 100% agree. Especially since, you know, word's slowly trickling out that Sonny's back. So that's going to reach the River King, and you know he's not going to be happy. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like I said, I think he makes a really, really good point. I think he's really, really strong with that. I think that there's a lot of there that ties a lot of loose ends that we don't mm-hmm. have thing and that could be a great answer so uh great job dude uh you know colin i think that's right on the money um, yeah so it'd be interesting to see you know the only thing about odessa is is that you know i'm not sure you know when he said that it was like all right where where are our true loyalties because she's been bounced around she has. You know, and so it's very curious to see how that's going to work out. So, I've And, like, of, you, you don't really feel comfortable whenever she's around on screen. No, you, you don't. You're absolutely right. And now, they've done a very good job of painting that, so. Yeah. Now, I will say what's cool about this set piece is when they're talking to Tilda is, as you notice that green wall back on the day when um, Tilda and Waldo were talking, mm-hmm. that was that wall was beautiful green, and it was gorgeous, da, 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 da. and now it's kind of got this brown fall look. And like things were dying Ooh. and so with that. And I was just kind of wondering if maybe this was something that was supposed to be like a, a mood setter or a set point for the episode. Or maybe just a different change it, in time. Because the first time they were out there talking like that, things were on the upswing. Yes. Now this conversation with her and Odessa was on the downswing. And if there are changing set pieces to, to emulate the mood of the story moving on, it's Bravo. impressive. Impressive. <laughs> You know, and I noticed that in a few different places. It's just like when you go to Quinn's place and things are, you know, dark and hard to watch like that. Think about the setting you're in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of like life imitating nature and nature emulating life and um, pretty cool effect. And I think it's kind of where it's going. If it's not, I'm still getting that vibe. So, hey. Hey, I mean. Good job anyway. If you're getting emotions out of us that you're not even trying or thinking about when you're doing it then bravo yeah more power exactly, to him exactly um speaking of quinn my man developed some ice cream um, out of nowhere out of nowhere i'm calling bullshit yeah like, I mean, <laughs> I'm just <straight laughs> calling bullshit. considering that veil sweats like she's a you know, I, I somebody who robs somebody and sitting in church. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there that there is no no way we've got this frosty, nice, no. smooth ice cream in some cups. You know, you never know. Maybe it's a sixth grade science experience. You know, he's got the little soccer ball. You know, they're kicking around as they play. No, no, calling straight <laughs> BS. Um, I, I just didn't. I did tweet at Madeline. See if it really was that hot during filming. We, <laughs> we have not got a response yet. We're still but, waiting that yeah. response. Um. Yeah, what do you call it? Um, one of the girls I email with, I, she just cracks me up, Christina. She uh, she tells me that you know ever since we've talked about the sweating part, that every she time just, she yeah. sees her, she just busts out laughing. I mean, you can't help but notice. I know. Right? It's like, I mean, it's just it's, reflecting back on you. Is it sad that every time you see Vale on the screen, you're like, where the water drops? Yeah, where the sweat beats? You know. <laughs> I mean, don't let me down here. You know, I mean, I, mean, you just know I swear, happen. if she comes, if she's dry well, for one second and anywhere in Quinn's place, I'm calling straight BS. Yeah, I'm not, not going to believe it. Failed. Yes. Um, there's no doubt. So, but yeah, yeah, so he's, and it's, I love that it's like just plain vanilla ice cream. Yeah. <sighs> At least it know, wasn't Neapolitan or something. Bullshit. I swear <laughs> this is bull crap. 
man, I just need to see that ice cream. I was just like, <sighs> but would you yeah. have taken the ice cream from Quinn? Like, I love uh, Gabriel's yeah. hesitation in it. Like, well, considering uh, homeboy got his first gulp first. You yeah. Know, Quinn was eating first. I, I was happy to see that, that he was like, yeah, you take a sniff of that first. You know? Now what I did like about this scene is, is that Quinn's lines, the stuff he does when I was your age, you know, and what I was doing this, that stuff. He, it's like reciting poetry. He, he paints such a vivid picture. He does. And, you know, and it's all, you know, when he speaks like this, it's all to a point of motivation mm-hmm. or um, manipulation or, you know, all that kind of, everything he says is like turning the keys on a clock you yep. know, to keep it going. You know what I mean? He doesn't waste a word. He lets you, he puts you into his shoes. Exactly. And, and lets you kind of live through those like, oh, he well, doesn't let you. He doesn't let you stray in your own imagination. Mm-hmm. He goes that, um, and so I was. I was pleased. You know, I always enjoy what they do with him. Even like when he has the scene with Lydia later at the, at the diner bar, and he's eating. You know what I mean? And he throws after. You know, I know what you do. I know what y'all say. Yeah. I already knew she was going to try to slice my throat, and all that kind of stuff like that. I mean, like it's that manipulation. You know, I knew what you were doing, and I went ahead and did what I do anyway. You know. And I love how he changes his tone when he's using certain words. Oh, yeah. And just setting a different emotion. Oh, there, there's no doubt. Um, so he's got this bag with explosives to give this homeboy. And I can't remember this guy's name. And I hate that his character's come and gone already. Gabriel. It was, and, I think yeah. that's who it was. And, um, you know, this is your eager young guy, do whatever. I, I'm still not at the point where I can say that this guy is mind washed enough to say, all right, I'm going to pack bombs to my chest and do what the Baron asked me just to, you know, kill myself. Yeah, that's a bit much. You know, when he had the bag of explosion, I was thinking, okay, he's going to take this bag. And, and he's set it up all throughout the house. Set it somewhere and wreck havoc. Um, the whole suicide, suicide bomber. bomber thing was not expected. No. And very cliche. It, and, the way they could have made it work was if he just pushed the button. Didn't unzip the jacket. Didn't do anything. Just went ahead and blew it. Yeah. But um, outside of that... Yeah, when we get cliche. to that scene, there's some things that kind of bother me about it, but um, luckily the end result yes. outweighs the start. I mean, there were some mishaps in this episode, but like yeah. the whole product overall was just so good. It's yeah, hard to no be doubt. mad about anything. Vale comes out, meets Quinn, and it's we have a, bad a slap attack, you know, slap, slap, yep. you know. Um, I'm going to give MVP to Vale, drawing blood. Back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Um, well, just for this yeah, okay. slapping. Uh, Acting-wise, I'm not, I'm not going down that road. I'm going to we'll, – we'll, we'll cast our yeah. MVP at the end of the episode. But, um, yeah, Vale, you know, I'm just saying that slap to slap, Quinn's a loser. I Yo. mean, he, he drew blood. It's pretty wuss sauce. I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, but is a guy – I mean, it's going to be very hard for on a TV show a guy to beat a girl to slap to slap. To me, if Quinn slaps somebody – she almost should be on the ground. I mean, she should almost have a broken neck. Instead, he takes it and takes it hard. Yes. And has to lick the blood off his own lip. So, Which I think he enjoyed. Maybe so. Depending on how we see. I mean, we saw how the man eats steak. I think that um, I think he got he lost a little bit of cred in front of his uh No. The nah. guy's there. You know, he's like, well, it's just a marital spat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what a lovely line. You know, put her in the ventilation room, you know. No. <laughs> you know, so. <sighs> I mean, I think he wanted it so he could put her there. And yeah. just so he could keep Henry and just win overall. Right. And right after this, we get Quinn, you know, like I said, the scene with Lydia and, you know, his, all that stuff. I know that's pretty freaking cool. And Lydia- what do you think about Lydia taking, you know, coming back and finding Quinn with the baby and then walking down there? in the process of going to see Vale, sees the guy with all the explosives. Hated it. Well, here's the other problem I hate. How long does it take this sunk gun to open the door? I mean, it, I heard his about 15 were, different locks. His keys were jingling. <laughs> I'm talking about... I mean, dude, it's like you the only thing clock. missing was like Christmas music. Yes. How much jingling was going on. I mean, it was like sundials for my 40 times. Oh, I was like, God. Jesus Christ. I actually went it? and made dinner during the unlocking of the door. I, I believe it. And then Lydia, just gets, it's a stare fest. Wow, this guy Perfectly making, through this uh, missing just, board. I mean, I'm literally like... We literally just wasted yeah. 60 seconds I mean, to she watch turned Lydia her, look through a door. She turned her head like four times. Like, how many locks? Yeah. Did I miss count? I'm no, like, okay. I still um, got 15 minutes. Yeah, let's just keep looking a little bit longer until yeah. you get caught gawking, you know? 
I mean, really. I mean, might as well have taken a picture. I mean, really. Well, she she could have pulled a canvas out, yeah. and done a Rembrandt of the you know. Of this I mean, thing. poor Henry is starving to death yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was crying his eyes out with uh, Quinn down in there. She grabs him. What did what did she give him to make him quiet on the way over there to see Vale? Nothing. He just I mean, ran out of breath to start. <laughs> he, he cried. Yeah. Well, he was mesmerized by the bomb through the door as well. Evidently, yeah. you know, hey. or it could have been Lydia's rack that was exp- you know partially exposed. Who knows? He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm almost home free. You know, I'm, I'm either about to get dinner or I'm going to die of pa- a painless death. You yeah, know, really, win-win. I'm going to die with a smile. Yeah, you know? I mean, so. Uh, you know this part right here. I was just like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Yeah, not good. You, you, you've got to be kidding me. So then we get a strong Lydia and uh, Vale scene. We do get the emotional, you know, the the teary. We're gonna be all right. We gotta make our own plan. We gotta get out of here now. We can't count on Sunny anymore. I, I know we talked about it. You know, we're gonna wait on Sunny. Yeah, I mean, he's but... a great warrior and all, but uh, we gotta drop that dead weight. And move on. You know, I, I just saw forty seven explosives get put onto a wall. So uh... well, I just spent the last hour <laughs> watching the explosives get put together part by part. I could basically build one now, basically yeah. after watching this. And also, I'm a Rubik's cube master. <laughs> yeah. Had enough time to master that. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I do, like I said, it was good emotion. I think the veil, the whole scene was strong. I, I do agree with the assessment. Don't wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have I no faith in them getting out, but I do agree with the assessment of don't wait. Considering that veil you know, is the worst escape artist in history. Wow. Yes. And, you know, she better make sure Henry is well fed. And snoozing before she takes <laughs> off on her, you know, six mile an hour sprint, you know, through the woods. And she better quit looking up at the trees when she does it. Yes. Okay? Don't look behind you. Don't do anything. Yeah. Look straight ahead. Just keep and moving. run. Just keep moving. All right. So we cut back over to the widow's part. We get Sonny and he's looking at this map and Waldo appears. Another guy who has great lines and so on. And they talk about the the you know, the lack of you know, or should I say, the craziness of the ma- of the plan ahead yes. and, and everything else, which the plan has never really been unfolded to the viewer. They kind of give you some idea a little bit, but not well, so much detail. Not, no plan has ever been revealed to us. <laughs> yeah, which you know, I think is really good because I mean, well, it learned, gives the viewer a surprise. Yes. You know, it's not like, you know, it's just like when you watch Braveheart. You see him making preparations, but they don't tell you what's going to happen. And when it happens, you're like, oh, it's freaking awesome. Yep. You know? Um, I feel like this show is like, if Littlefinger was making a show, this is how it would go down. Like, we get little pieces here and there, but we never know what the end game is. the little is. God reference in there, did Yeah. You? Wow. Baelish himself? King Baelish himself. They're King Baelish. Oh, he'll be king by of something king. by the end of the show. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe by the end of the show, he's neutered and hanging and being drawn and quartered. Who knows? That'd be sad. That'd be sad times. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, so, you know, him and Waldo, and Waldo's like... Have a nice right, little you discussion, know, you know, yeah, rehashing you know, memories. Is, you're, you you made the mistake of letting your emotions get in. And he's like, well, emotions have got me where I'm going, and, and so on, so on. And he's like, yeah, okay. And he's like, well, I'm going to the armory. And he's like, well, don't bother. Just go by my shed. That's where it's all goodies. Yes. And stuff. And at that moment, I was cool with this. I was like, all right, we're going to get to see Waldo's place and like that. What I was not planning on understanding, which made me sad later, is is that the whole reason that we said anything about the shed was because we were going to get betrayed later. Yep. You know what I mean? That kind of like... To have Waldo's status in the back. It was like... Yeah, well, it's just kind of... I don't know. It, it, you know, initially I was like, "Oh, that's cool. We'll get to see Waldo." And then later on, you realize that, you know, like I said, the widow does what she does, and you're like, "Okay, well, now it's a necessity that he was told that." Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, oh, here's the fortune cookie. What's going to happen later? But I do like that we see Waldo is able to stay faithful to a side that he chooses. Yeah. I think it so. sucks well, that but you he's know. He's also saying like, well, "Farewell, loser. You're going to die." Yes. I mean, you that part I mean? does suck. But um, the part that I don't like about it is, out of all people, why is he underestimating Sonny? I think, like he said, I've turned into, an, you know, not so much an opportunist, but I know when to fight the good fight and when to roll on. Yes. You know, no pun intended. <laughs> and that's the reason he's still alive, because of adaptability. And I 100% agree with that. 100%. But I don't like that there's only... 
three people trying to take out Sonny or something. Well, here's the other thing is that I hate to say it as much as I love Waldo. He's, it's almost like a speech of, well, I've turned into a coward when I need to be. Well, I mean, the man's in a wheelchair. There, there's yeah. only... Yeah, well, you know, if you remember an episode a couple, you know, a few weeks back, he was like a Charlie's Annual on the stage, hey. you know, taking folks out with a chain and knife. Look, all well and fair, but if Sonny's coming after you, I don't want to be in a wheelchair. Well, I mean, the bottom line is, Sonny's coming after you. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. You might as yeah. well drink your last pina colada and soak in the beach while you can, because <laughs> otherwise you're about to get the blade. But anyway, you know, so he yeah. goes out. I just wish he would have sent more people, more well versed people. You know, I mean, that's something you put Tilda on, even though you can't really trust Tilda, but. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like you train this person. You know, he can handle three people with his eyes closed and two hands tied behind his back. Right. And now he's got a weapon. Right. It just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I know. And then we start to see the little bit of the, the the unraveling of the widow when she's having to explain herself that her intentions are pure and all that good gobby stuff. And and then we get the scene where the new refugees show up. And this is where Gabriel shows up. Yes. Now, I went back and watched this again because I was like, okay, well, he doesn't come out of the truck with a bag. So I immediately think, all right, you know, so he's, it's on him. You know, this is evidently, like we said, a, mm-hmm. a, you know, a suicide bomb vice like that. And so I looked at the scene a bunch and, you know, I really couldn't tell that he had anything on. You know what I mean? Because no, he later didn't look on, bloated or anything. Like, I mean, it almost looked like a skin tight jacket. It really did. And like later on you see him and he's got the, he's got like a vest on mm-hmm. and you can see it and tell it. And you know, it's obvious. Yeah. I mean like the TNT is like three stacked and it's pointed out. And it's yeah, just like, like it makes his chest look enormous. Uh, and then when you go back to that scene, when he gets off that, you know, that he didn't have anything like that. And no, so, it was like, it was a fashionable jacket. And so it was a little off for me, you know, that I, I wish that, it's not like he disassembled it and put it back together. No. You know what I mean? The bottom line is this thing was ready to go. You know what I mean? And so I was a little I was a little disappointed that, that was a little off, you know. To me, just that. have that jacket back buttoned up and be a little bit thicker than you look, mm-hmm. you know. So whatever. But we get to the part where Sonny and them are in their armory and they're talking. Cool ass armory, by the way, the yes. widow and them are stocking up on. Um and then we see the screaming outside, and Gabriel's got one of the uh, the butterflies out there, and he's like, show yourself, widow, and all that good stuff. Um, I was pleasantly surprised that he just went ahead and just greased her. Yes. You know, there wasn't mean, a lot of conversation, not a lot of negotiation. Give the classic, oh, I'll do exactly what you say as I yeah. slit their throat and blood goes everywhere. I, like, yeah. I mean, just, you know, fillet her right there, which was like, holy crap. And... You know, and then, of course, like you said, you see the widow just ninja star him almost immediately. You know, somehow missing the dynamite and everything. Well, here's the other part of that, too. Every time you see somebody get hit with a ninja star, I went. I was thinking about the last several episodes. Where mm-hmm. did they get hit? In the chest or in, in the, the ch- bag. Well, a lot of head wounds. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's been a lot of head wounds. And I was kind of like... Surprised they made it where it was kind of a chest shot, but of course you need him to live. You don't need him to take it in the eye and just fall dead, and well, you need the bomb not. to go off. You know. Oh, that's true. For the effect, you know. Um, but I mean, is there anywhere that you're going to take a ninja star and not click that button? Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest with you. Ninja star, it's only got a sharp edge on one side that's at best two inches deep. Yeah. And so even if it's stuck all the way in you, I mean, you could look at it and be like, really. I mean, really, that hurts, you know. But then he had that massive vest on. So, I mean, we're talking maybe an inch of penetration. I mean, wow, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, So, it's not really anything close to death unless it hits a main artery in the throat, neck, you know. Which, in still case, you're going to be conscious enough, I believe, to still punch a button. Right, 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 right. So, um, would it have been cooler if he hits... He like it hits him in the neck and he starts to bleed and you see him lift his finger up, yep. his hand and then lift the thumb and then it goes off I instead think, of the speech or like as he's like gurgling and everything and it just like accidentally hits the button, yeah or something. Um, Not giving people enough time to run away. I think it could have been a little bit cooler. I I think it was kind of almost cliche that they did the whole. It wasn't almost cliche. It was cliche. Yeah, I mean, it was just the explosion and the effects of this explosion, and you seeing the people blow up again saves it so much. You exactly. Know? Yeah, it's second. I'm like, no, no speech. Ba boom. I'm I was like, like, 
Hell yeah. yes. You, you know, know, and it changed to like almost black and white. And oh, dude. Well, just they really, 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 really kudos to your special effects team that is making these people fly back, do what they're doing in slow-mo. Bravo to the stunt men and women willing yeah. to put their bodies on the yeah, line for this. no doubt. You know, I like that you see the main characters hitting the walls. Yep. I like you see Tilda and Widow and all them thrown everywhere. I thought that was pretty sweet. You know, and all this happens, you know, the explosion goes off right after the widow is, you know, is the big secrets out. Yeah. I traded Vale, you know, and Sonny has that look of, do you like you that? You did what, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, it was just like the immediate stink eye, like, um, we need to talk about this? Well, here's the other thing here is that, okay, let's be honest here. So, the widow traded Vale yeah. as a negotiation to work with Quinn. After that, Sonny surprises the widow in an ambush. Mm-hmm. Okay? But they decide to join forces because she says she knows where Vale is. She's not lying. No. She gets back, okay, and then it's found out in this situation, he the moment, by the way, I actually traded Vale. But as we, before, we, yes. I knew you were even around or alive. To me, this is not like the ultimate treason. This no. is not the ultimate betrayal. And she had a good reason. At the time, it's what you had to make the best decision of what you well, got. Not only that, but Vale did try to kill her. Like, I mean, that's yeah. a legitimate. And so for you to suddenly make the assumption that, okay, now the explosion goes off and you're going to pull this ninja star out and just fling it at him like you've got to kill him now. Yeah. I call total BS on this. Well, especially since you're just going to, your initial thing could be, um, why believe Quinn? Well, yeah, I mean, this, I, I mean, like, immediately, she doesn't even have to cop to it being true. She can just be like, Quinn's a liar. Um, well, yeah. Why do we want to believe? Well, him? I mean, she has those lines like, well, she's just trying to drive a wedge between yeah. us. You know, they're just trying to do this, that, so on. You know, like that. Sonny is an articulate person. I mean, you could be able to talk to the guy. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Instead, you throw a ninja star at him and you paint guilt. And I'm just like, uh, that right there brought down. The explosion for me. As much as I was like, holy crap, the explosion's awesome. How about the special effects of the horse that was maimed on the ground? There was people in chunks. There was, let me tell you what they did during this one. There was not people over there that were just like flawlessly none touched with dirt on them. <laughs> no, everybody. It's almost like they listened to our podcast, but the last one and made sure everybody. It's not like they, damage. I mean, they, they listened. You yeah. know, they, they went of back. They, they did. Yeah, you they know? re-edited it after it was already done and stuff. They're like, oh, Look, shit. I don't want to listen to Zach and Cash barbecue us again. Yeah, we can't know? get roasted again, shit, guys. You know? um, but yeah, I mean, like, so all that was super, super cool. But then the second she threw the ninja star, I'm like, what the fuck? That's like, you just really sealed the deal of betraying yes. a very worthy adversary slash now. Well, you're... This is somebody who was an ally. You just created a nasty adversary who was actually after Quinn more than you. I just like yeah. I thought this was bad move after bad move, and don't really understand that it was even at that point. It I, I never felt like it was at the point, like you said, and also like you said, she just angered one of the only two people who's ever bested her in battle that yeah. we've seen, which is Quinn, who has dominated her in every single fight, and then Sunny, who has beaten her. Yeah, and it's just like why. I, I just, yeah, this was... Um, it was a bad political move. It, well, that I don't think it was justified. I think that's what bothers me more than anything. I, you know what I mean? If there was some more substance to it that made sense for it, I'd have been happy with it. You know what I mean? And don't tell me this is the reason Tilda decided to turn, turn coat later because she made this bad decision. Uh, I just think it was an all-around oops. I, I think that there was more than Tilda. I think MK is part of the problem with Tilda. Yes, I agree. And so I think she was going to turn anyway for that. But I do think that they flubbed with Widow because, like you said, Sonny's very articulate. You know, it's easy to, you know, sit down and talk and be like, look, we didn't have an alliance. We all thought you were dead. She tried to kill me, and I needed Quinn. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, so, of course, we have this really cool scene of Sonny escaping. A couple fight things. He's surrounded by five guys. Doesn't even pull a sword. No. And takes care of business. He leaves the door open to come back to Widow and be like, look, I didn't kill any of your men. 
I don't uh, think that's anywhere. I, I don't think it's going yeah. to, but I mean, it left that possibility open. Now I know people will say, yes, somebody died, but you know what? Her own people killed that person. That's true. I mean, he did lift, well, he did break one dude's neck and then he lifted another one up and took several bolts. Yeah. Face, but you know, chest. He didn't fire the bolts. Well, yeah. Okay. You he know, put him in harm's way. Okay. That that's ship fair. has sailed. <laughs> that you know, that was sailed. fair, but he was only put in harm's way because somebody decided to shoot at him. I agree. Cool, jumping off the wall, doing the whole Mario super jump up to the ceiling, you know, yep. the, the roof. Oh, see, so you, you went Mario. I, it's a little yeah, bit later, could, so I went Ninja Gaiden. You could do Ninja Gaiden, yep. or you could even do um, Prince of Persia. Prince of or, Persia, Metroid. Yeah, there's a couple of them. To get yeah. There, you know, the, now, if he was doing spinning going back and forth, it would come to Metroid. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're right there. Um, so it gets over the wall. You got a guy who's right on him. And then Baji, again, yeah. saves him with the blade from a distance. I mean, this is a heck of a sword throw. It is that. It is that. Right into the right into the face. Yep. Beautiful. Which is Thinking a great beauty. location. Yeah. I mean, great location. Widow. Aim for the face. Yeah, really. like, I mean, just, just do it. Yeah. Well, she did for Sonny and failed. Yes. But anyway. Um, oh, yeah, we did. Of course. We did uh, kind of miss that. <laughs> yeah, she did. threw a butterfly mm-hmm. at Sonny. And that is correct. Just got the cheek. Got the cheek. Um, so, of course, Baji, well, you know, Tar's saving, you're behind, and blah, blah, blah. And then Sonny's gone, and he's like, okay, now I go save MK. I understand why Sonny was in such a rush and everything, but I wish we would have let Baji speak here. Like, take away the five minutes at the beginning of the episode for him breaking in. Put it right here. Yeah. You know, do a little bit more with this. You know, I know we had the whole... You give me the you know the paper clip or whatever it was, and because I feel like Baji was actually going to say something that built more trust between them, and was actually going to matter. I like, agree. I, I feel like he was wanting to actually spill something important. I, I 100% agree. Uh, 100%. Baji goes inside. All of a sudden, just appears yep. right there by the explosion. Grabs MK. He gives him the same speech in the uh, in the the horse barn, you know. Hey, we're meant. Let's go get the book, yep. which wasn't part of the original plan, and everything like that. I and have it, the compass. Yeah, uh, all that stuff, which is all good. Of course, you know, like I said, they've turned Baji into something I'm not really caring for with the whole. I'm giving the same speech I gave mm-hmm. Minerva, the flea, whatever like that. But what really killed this scene is Odessa yes. happens to be right there watching it. Hate and it. I was like, please, please do not. This is the third major cliche of the episode. And the like third one. Another one with her. Yes. Yes. And I mean, this is, that's why I was like saying like she has a superpower of being super sneaky. She's like the butler from uh, Mr. <sighs> yeah. Deeds. Yeah, I just um, don't, don't. There's been an explosion outside and the girl you're in love with or having problems with is out there attending to wounded and, and there's people out there and you're hanging in the horse barn? For no reason. Uh, (laughs) If you want to save this scene, show her see Baji sneaking in. Yes. And following him to the barn. Throw that five seconds into the episode. Don't have her just randomly hiding behind boxes in the barn. This is not a reveal. No. This is not like, (gasps) no, this is, are you kidding me moment? Yeah. Instead of a... We've never seen any meetings take place in this barn. We've never seen <laughs> it's like like it's the secret layer. Yeah, like we've never even seen this thing. And so you're just uh, gonna randomly be hiding out and be like, Oh, huh. Yeah. Good uh, thing I was here. Yeah, it was just like, What? What? No. Um, yeah, didn't like it one bit. I didn't. I didn't at all. Um so then it this leads to where my favorite part of the episode is. Is that Baji and them go inside to find the book. And it's not where it was because, of course, we could predict yeah. that Odessa let the widow know. And the widow's waiting on him. Um, and this is where Baji, you know, Nick Frost actually looks like he's about to shit his britches. He didn't look like he was. He didn't seem like the same person who was on the outside. like, I'm coming for you, Minerva. This was like, uh, you weren't supposed to find me. Yeah. That's the other thing, too, is, is that before he sneaks into the place with his BS story at the gate, he's like, I'm here for, for you. Yeah. I'm like, coming for you. And it was in a motherly tone or fatherly tone or in a caring tone. And then this situation is like, let's get the book and scram. Mm-hmm. This did not match his motivation of what the book was, the story of the character and where the arc was going. And that's what I was asking at the beginning. Like, did you like his grand master scheme after it was already? Absolutely revealed? not. 
I think it was a complete flub. That's why I say, Baji, this episode would be your go ride the bench character. Yeah, he through. really could have, which is sad. Yeah, because he's one of my favorites, and he's an element that's needed for the show. Is that you know for what they show you in the beginning, you know his deal is is I got to get to the widow privately, so I found the person I said mm-hmm. that I would find, and make up for that time because he said I would find you, and instead it's like. Don't catch me. I'm coming to get the book. Yeah. And I'm just Didn't like, like it one bit. Yeah. That really bothered me. Uh, it really bothered me. His, his entire episode bothered me, to be honest with you. Everything he was a part of. And I was, didn't like that she wasn't surprised. Now, I know. Yeah. You haven't seen this guy in forever. 20 years, yeah. I'm guessing. Close to it. Well, probably not 20 years. Probably about 10 years, I would say. And then she drops the bombshell of, well, watch out, kid. He'll just abandon you. But he's told a story of that, you know, it's like he told her to run. Yeah. And, and he she would got find away. her. You know, it's like. So I'm excited. I feel like that's like Last of the Mohicans or something like that. Run, I'll find you. <laughs> Wherever you go, I'll find you. You know, and I mean, I'm like, uh, at the beginning, at the beginning of the episode, that's what we were led to believe. Is I'm coming for you. It's like, oh, I found yeah, well, you. Well, you show us this scene where he's fatherly to the girl. Yeah. And then you show us this where he doesn't even give a rat's ass, and now let's just get the book and scram. It's so, very confusing. Very confusing. Very whatever. You know, you could say, all right, well, maybe he's just an opportunist. And this sort of, I'm like, I'm sorry. If you've been looking for a girl for 20 years and it's been a burden on your conscience, you just don't throw the deuces no. when you find her. And you her. just found her. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Whatever. And so I'm, I, I would be, we're going to find out at the beginning of the episode next week, yeah. I think, oh, exactly no what happened. There's no doubt. And of course, so this leads to the Tilda Wildo showdown. Waldo? Um, Are we combining Waldo and Widow now? That's correct. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're giving yeah. his mind with her fighting. Ah, got me there. Anyway, so my girl Tilda comes down with this amazing outfit, by the way. Yes. Um. So props to freaking costume design again. This guy, man. I mean, Giovanni, <laughs> he is a mastermind I mean, when it comes to this stuff. You talk about looking good and kicking ass mm-hmm. all day. Um. So they come down and, of course, some words are spread and... They're hateful. I, I I applaud Tilda for coming in with the venom and doubling down on it. Yeah, you know, the no widow's doubt. like, choose your words wisely. Yeah, your next words. Yeah, very careful. And she doubled know. down. I, I love when somebody in. doubles down on it. There is no doubt. You know, at least the snake gives you a warning. Yes, bites homegirl bit. <laughs> and uh, so it leads to a pretty cool hand to hand combat. You know. Uh, Tilda's able to get some in. Widow does have some yes. more death-defying, you know, blows here and there. Well, I mean, the only problem I had with this was the entire time I was thinking was no one else has trained Tilda. You can never fight your master unless you've gotten the sprinkling from somebody else. Yeah, there's got to be some element to your, uh, your that ability they don't know. that they don't have. Yeah, because she knows everything exactly that you're gonna she do she needed at least a month with miyagi yes you know what i mean she needed that moment she needed wax on wax off on she one of those cars something. out yeah. there and swing past the hook or do something but anyway um and which was evident you saw that a lot of her you know um and so like i said it was back and forth which was really really cool they sh- you know like shared licks and then you get to the part where they are even on the stairs, and there's a couple blows where she draws the widow's blood pretty mm-hmm. good. And I'm not talking a little blood. I'm no. talking like like the widow spits up like a, a, a nice half a loogie. cup of grape yeah. juice. And I, mean, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's go, widow. And uh, and that's where, but that part was after Tilda realized she was fighting for her life and got a little bit of anger. Yeah. That was a little bit of the unexpected thing that the widow hasn't seen yet, and that's yeah, why the she was emotion in, was mm-hmm. attached. It wasn't all cunning and skill. It was. I truly am trying to hurt you. Yes, like now I'm fighting for my life. This isn't like I'm not using any of the moves right. you taught me or anything. I love that the widow pulls a sword out and goes, "Don't don't start something you're not yes. prepared to finish." You know, and one of the best lines of the entire series in my mind. This was great, and it even worked when Tilda used it later in the episode. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. So great scenes. They're fighting, stuff like that. Tilda takes a pretty. Nasty tumble and tumble and so on. And And this is where I lose a little bit of respect for the fight. Why is this? A freaking chandelier comes down from like (sighs) 60 feet in the sky. I'm going to be honest with you. When she hit that chandelier, I thought we were about to see uh, Tilda get impaled. Yeah. I was like. We should have. I was like, holy crap. (laughs) We're about to watch her take it through it. Yeah. And I was like, and it lands on her. I was like, no. And then she started moving. I was like. 
no, 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 like, no, 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 no. Back we, up, rewind. Uh, that hits at best, and I mean at freaking best. She's next to Waldo in a wheelchair. <sighs> this, her spine. This lands directly on her spine. I, I'm with you. I mean, let me put it this way. I do not want Tilda dead as a character. No. I think she's a phenomenal actress. And I think I she's love getting her better character. every episode. And so when she hit this chandelier, it was a catch-22 for me. I was like, this is about to be one of the awesomest death scenes yes. of a character that you did not expect ever. And holy crap, I'm going to just go freaking fanboy right here. Because I've been fanboy a little bit on this because there's a lot on this like mm-hmm. that. Like that. Turned into a... Immediate hatred. Oh, like just have her dodge it. Yeah, I have mean, her do a cool flip, get out of the way, a little, roll. A little bit of a rollover or something, instead of her actually being able to look up and see it coming down on. Yeah, her. have MK because if you're come, able to see something coming, you can move. You have shown the reflexes to yeah. be able to move six inches at the way to let it. You know, come on. Because like, yeah, I mean, if you're just hit by one of the bars on the side, okay, like yeah. you live, you got some glass. I'm with it. you. The fight scene was epic until the chandelier, and I just—it's one of those things where they painted themselves in a corner. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do the chandelier, then it needs to be a a nasty wound. Or I tell you what, make it where it falls, but it goes through her leg. Yeah. Do do a you know. Have it miss her. Have it anything. Yeah, well, just, you know, like, it goes right through her thigh. You know, like Game of Thrones style. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? We're like, yeah. you know, awesome battle. You know, but this is what stops the battle from me killing you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm just thinking of uh, Monty Python now that she said a mortal wound or something. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, it's just There's a no flesh wound. flesh wound. <laughs> I'll nail you to death. And I mean, that, that's what this ended up being. It was just like, it's just a flesh wound. It's yeah. okay. Exactly. So, Tilda gets up from her. <laughs> concussion with the chandelier <laughs> and she looks pretty rough yeah and i will give them credit she looks like a chandelier just fell on top she of her. looks the part she's looked the part i mean um this arm wound is pretty severe considering mm-hmm. the amount of blood coming out of it she's got blood everywhere so it's looking everything like it's supposed to and she's like do it do yeah. it now earlier in the episode we saw her have these little daggers on her thighs and i was like oh my lord are we about to take a blade to the temple are we about to really do this and instead we get this amazing aerial kick i don't even know what she did i'll be honest with you her, her black outfit yeah. spun around and all i saw i saw a heel yeah i just Tilda kept out. rewinding this and i'm mesmerized the entire time i'm like wait tilda's on the ground already what happened like, yeah, let me really, rewind again i mean the only thing missing was the old 60s Batman kapow right there beside oh, it. How great would it have been if we would have seen kaboom, kapow, whammy. Just yeah. Bright green, bright pink, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was the only thing. Uh, and so, so there's so many people on social media like, I can't believe they killed Tilda. I'm like, wake up, people. Yeah. She's not dead. If she didn't die by the chandelier. If the chandelier didn't kill her. <laughs> The kick to the face yeah. didn't kill her. The okay. broken neck didn't do the job, yeah, I promise. I mean, let's be honest. It's not like you heard her get hit with a boot and you heard uh-uh. you know, her neck. Then it would have been her head would have spun around like a top on her shoulders. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd like she's out. looking at you laying down. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, God. So, she's not dead, people. No. Okay? This was purely cliffhanger. That's why when you watch the preview, Waldo's like, I sure hope she's alive <laughs> wherever she is. You know, and all that kind of stuff. I think this was a way... To let MK take her. Very possible. Well, if anything, you've killed off barons, other people who are formidable foes, and now you've possibly created another one. Yes. You know what I mean? Because now here we're going to get the training with a different person, a.k.a. Sunny, that she needs. Yeah. How about the widows look at the camera at the end? I loved it. I absolutely freaking love. This is when I was going fanboy. Mm-hmm. It's like she just kicked the shit out of her, knocked her to the ground, and, and people are probably going cuckoo for cocoa puffs. And most people and, would just have like a walk away, like yeah, you don't instead, look back. She look, she gives you that quick look at the mm-hmm. camera, and I'm talking about there are several hundreds of thousands of men. They got an immediate boner right then and there. Immediately. Just, I mean, it was just like. Wife, don't look my way. Okay. <laughs> you know, Emily Breach yeah. has just done it for me. You know, you just saw a badass chick fight, and then she looked at me in the camera. Broke she the fourth was, wall, and she, I was just in love. She was looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she wasn't looking at you because she was thinking about me, but like, yeah. I understand what you were feeling. <laughs> I'm just, I gotta put it out there. So, I mean, that's right there is that 
scratch the chandelier a mm-hmm. little bit because they put them so they paint themselves in the corner could be one of my favorite fight scenes of the entire series could be it's definitely up there especially since it's a show, top three you don't get many one-on-ones in this that are this show. worthy yes that are this worthy i mean i remember season one when quinn came in and fought the widow in the house you know what i mean and that was freaking awesome that was one of the few times i think that was like the first introduction to quinn's fighting style which it was. was so different to everybody it was so else's. brutal like it was not it was, it not was so elegant strength. it yeah. was just like I'm gonna take this giant sword and I'm gonna go through four four pieces of furniture when it comes at you. Yeah. And when you do defend it, you're gonna take four feet of slide back from the mouth. I mean, force. as soon as you try to, like you said, block this, you're skidding all yeah, the way exactly. back. It's like, so it's just a completely different dynamic, you know. And that's why I think the true like Sunny versus Quinn one on one battle, I'm going to hate it because I know we're gonna lose one of them. But that fight scene's going to be. It's going to be the top of this show. Well, the only thing about that is is that that is going to be epic, but it's going to be expected. Yes. This Tilda and Widow not was expected. not expected. But I knew the Widow was going to win. Which was, But yes. it didn't take away from the fight scene, yes. which is weird. I, I, I can give you that. But it's just like a Sonny and Quinn fight. Unless there's a third variable, then the outcome is pretty predestined. Yeah, it's going to be Sonny. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole deal. Like, the Widow could have been bested if a third party intervened. Like, if MK comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it does something to stun her, and then Tilda's able to incapacitate her, or whatever you want to call it. But where does the story go from there? You know what I mean? So, it's not... Like you said, we knew where this was going. Mm. How cool could we make it to get there? Phenomenal job. They did a... Phenomenal job. Like a 9.7. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Take the chandelier out. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. Or... Just make that chandelier, you know, impale her leg. Yes. You know, where she's incapacitated for a while. And guess what? We've got a whole off season for her to heal up. Yeah, whatever happens. You know, we've we like skipped she, seven months ahead, guys. Like, no yeah, worries. We could do this. We're talking 20 years difference a minute yeah. ago. I mean, come on. And so, there you go. It rolls credits. No worries. Um. So. But, I mean, that's the episode. That is the episode. And like I said, I was fanboying a lot of it. Um, I just, when I watch it your second time and you're looking at it and you're like, Oh my God, there's a spot or two that could have been so much better if they'd done this, this and this, or leave this part out or quit making Baji look confused, yeah. you know, about what his real motives are and where he's going or are we like him, don't like him or whatever. Um, those are the things that were bothersome about the episode. Um, you know, the funny thing is that minus Odessa being in the barn, and a couple little cheese here and there, like in the bad acting part of it, there really wasn't like per se errors in no. the episode for me. Like we've had some in the past, but this one, like I would just, like I said, the chandelier was, uh, I wish they had done differently because it, it was less impactful. Um, the Odessa in the barn was like, that, that was wah, just a wah, major wah. flop. And then, like I said, the but miss, if she ends up being the river King's spy or daughter or something, I'm going to completely forget about this. Still barn doesn't explain how she got in the barn. No, you know the whole cliche thing. So other than that, a few cliches, a few things that need a better explanation, a few things of hey, pull this out and this episode's better. Uh, freaking cool, amazing special effects, yes. amazing fight scenes, great wardrobe and costumes. Great and one, you know, complete twists on who you think alliances are with now. Mm-hmm. Completely blows out where the story you thought was going, and now we only have one episode. We could get a Mexican standoff by the end of, you know, Widow, Quinn, and Sonny. You know, that was very similar to what happened last year, and it better not happen again. Oh, between Abbott, Sonny, and Yeah, Quinn. well, remember, you know, Widow got mortally wounded. Mm-hmm. Quinn gets what we thought killed. The Abbott's whip his ass, you know, and that's how the story ends. It was, you know, like a three-way battle. That's very true. Gotta now, shake it up. Gotta shake it up. I here. mean, we could just add a fourth and, you know, just throw the Abbots back yeah, in there. Yeah. Or Baji, the great. Uh, I don't know. I'm very excited. How do you think it's going to end? Give us one of those I A1 predictions. I think they've got to do something that leads the story to Azra. I don't think the story is going to be all about Sonny and Quinn. Is the is It's going to be a huge focus of it. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like Azra's got to play a, a role somehow. Instead of just being a name? Yes. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I've been logging for it. Because you think about it, we've talked about the Azra thing four episodes this year. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten no closer, no deciphering of the book, no nothing. Still don't even know if it's real. 
you know, all that kind of stuff. And so they need to give us something that says the quest for Azra is about to become real. Yeah. You know, and that could be as simple as like at the end of the scene, the book is taken over to, you know, um, what do you call it? Lydia's people. And if one of them happens to be able to read it. Or Baji could be able to read it. Yeah, well, I don't think he can. That's the whole deal. Don't, I, I don't think yeah. so. But I think that could be something like, oh, I know what this says. And then that okay. could be like, dun, 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 for next, <laughs> you know, in the next year, you know? I would hate that, but I would be okay with it just because it's leading us towards Azura. Right, yeah. There needs to be a cool way to show something. Or, you know, it, where where, what is it? Is it the... The Rosetta Stone or mm-hmm. something like that, where like you can find something that helps you translate this book. That could be like say there's another piece of the puzzle. I, but we we have no indication that there is another piece of the puzzle. I, I am with you. You know, I'm just trying to think of something other than. Oh, by the way, I can read that. You know, maybe <laughs> the Abbots can read it. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I don't know. Well, no, because then Emily Beecham would be able to read it, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. There's got to be a cool way to yes. sprinkle it in there. And I think it needs it by the end of the next episode to make Azra a player for the following season. Um, or it could be just too much. But you both know, okay, we did the whole Quinn should have been dead at the end of the first season mm-hmm. and he came back second season. We haven't even touched the, the cancer or the tumor or anything again. We haven't seen him have a headache. We haven't seen him anything. We haven't seen Quinn's right-hand man. We haven't seen him a I lot of things. I think we saw him like in the shadows this episode. No. But no. He I, was not I, I could have sworn I saw him like in the middle of the shadows with a bunch of people. If they don't explain what happened to him or where he is, I'm going to be pissed. Because we gave him such a massive part. And I've been yeah. looking for him. And I think Absolutely. I might have sighted a ghost of them. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at that, it's just like, mm, come on. Come on. Continuity there. Y'all do so yeah. good. Where's the his henchman? Where's his guy who said, you better keep him alive, Vale, or else? You know what I mean? Why put him in those positions and then just make him disappear? You got me. Like, I mean, I've really got no idea. Uh, exactly. Also, there's one Baron we haven't addressed. You know? Which one? Yeah, you know, we've got Chubby Knuckle down. Mm-hmm. We've got the, the sheet master. He's dead and stuff. Chow, we've visited and you see her situation. But how about the long guy with the staff that turns into swords and and everything else? Where is his demise? That was the guy we saw at the beginning. That's who uh, Widow took care of, isn't it? No. That's the guy who was making the sheets. He was, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're looking for the guy who looks like an Italian, you know, or whatever. So I think Quinn took care of two. Maybe so. We only, uh, got to, we only got to see Chubby Knuckles' yeah, head. I, I, so disappointing. I feel like they said Quinn took care of two. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. It looked like he took care of Chubby Knuckle and his entire family. Yes. So no, I mean, uh, his entire family is definitely. And his custom made boxes for heads. Yes. You know? <laughs> like you said, I wish we would have seen all the heads. But yeah, you know, you can only do so much Game of Thrones and AOC. There we go. Uh, guys, what did y'all think of the episode? Did y'all agree with our assessments? Or were we off? Or were we complete douchebags? Whatever you want to call it. Let us know. Uh, we love the chatter. We've got we've got several comments like that. Uh, it's crazy is, is that we all think very similar when it comes to a lot of these comments. Yeah, yeah there hasn't been much deviation outside of Jake's crackpot theory that yeah, uh, really. I tagged I can't along help with. if he was on the opium pipe yeah. like Quinn. But, um, yeah, I mean, I swear, everybody we talk to, and it's like everybody concurs, concurs, concurs. You know, it's not like The Walking Dead where no. people are just like all over the map. And how dare you talk about my <laughs> blessed Walking Dead? Don't um, talk about my favorite character. Yeah, like really. That. He was an amazing actor, deserves an Academy. I'm like, have you lost your mind? Are you sure? <laughs> Go wash his hair. <laughs> and um, so uh, if you got some comments or thoughts yeah. or think we're completely off base, or if you have a cool-ass theory. Let us know who you think yeah. ends up together by the end of the season. Like, is MK and Sonny together? Does Sonny get Veil back? Let us know what y'all think. Really? Does the story move along if they're family again? Ooh. I mean, think about it. I mean, really think about it. Like, he's got no purpose other than I got my wife and kid. It's time to go live the... Well, maybe they get together and that's what, how we get Azra is he thinks it's the escape for him. Maybe so. Well, that's very possible. You know, I don't see him giving his family and becoming the moon. No. You know, you know, you saw what happened to his family. Yes. So, um, very curious to see where it's going to go. And not knowing or not even having close to a clue is fun. It really is. It gives me something to look forward to. Absolutely. There's no doubt. 
Uh, but other than that, guys, like I said, one of my favorite episodes this episode through the season. Really, really enjoyed it. Like I said, a few things here and there, but they did not take away from the overall love of the episode. And so, and I'm excited and ready for Sunday, which is the most important thing. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Now, if you are listening to us from the Badlands, when and after Sunday, we will be taking a brief hiatus because the next show we cover is Mid-June. one of my one of my faves which is actually towards the end of june and that is preacher yes um it came out guns blazing i mean i've been seeing seth rogan do a lot of promos for preacher and everything yeah i'm gonna tell you right now people if you did not watch preacher season one uh, i need to prepare you yes okay it is not normal tv it is very what's the best way to put this if you've ever watched Fargo or the TV series Fargo, where they take really cool, interesting character actors and put them in an array to make a story around it, and then multiply it by the weirdness by three, then you get close to what Preacher is. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that is the best way I can go about it because, I mean, we're talking about a bad guy and preacher who enjoys listening to cows getting slaughtered via radio. We're talking about... And not only like enjoys listening to it, he makes you listen to it right. for an awkward amount of time. We're also talking about a boy who tries to commit suicide and blows his face off with a shotgun and has reconstructive surgery to where his face looks like an ass. Or an arse. An know, arse, whatever you call it. You know, the anus yes. of your face. Um, we have angels too- who die in a different way in almost every episode. Yeah, I mean, we're. I'm just telling you now, it is on out there, but in the coolest way. Yes. I mean... The sound I, effects they use, the... Uh, yeah, just the way they set up episodes, you know, I mean... I mean, there's some really cool... There's a lot of cool one-liners. It's just, every character is so unique. Um, it's one of those things where you got to give it a shot for a few episodes, and... Either you're going to love it or you're just going to be scratching your head going, what in the same hell have I watched? But we really enjoyed it. It has some really cool stuff going on. It really throws you for a loop with some of the storylines they do and they intertwine with different people. And I think you'll really like it. So, like I said, when End of the Badlands wraps up, we'll be off for a little while unless Netflix comes out with something that I want to pod. But uh, we'll, we'll pick up back in June with The Preacher. But other than that, guys, as always, we love Into the Badlands. We're looking forward to season finale. This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>